if you are new to getting to know your intuition and your intuitive power, then start with the small practices and learn by doing the things and trialing things. So I know this seems like a small thing, but if you have an intuition to go for a walk or meet a friend at a coffee shop, go do that. You know, if you have an intuition to purge your closet or start a new habit, do that. Those are part of how we are cultivating our lives and how our lives are evolving and changing. And starting with small things, you start to build up a little bit more trust with yourself. You start to build up a little bit more momentum with how this feels. Welcome to She Empowers the Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Kayla Lucas. I'm a mom of two, a family-focused chiropractor, a trailblazing entrepreneur, and a holistic mindset queen. I am on a mission to empower women to lead themselves and their families to greater health and wellness in their personal lives and businesses. Each week, I'm sharing inspiring content that will give you the tools to navigate your own wellness journey, grow your businesses, expand your mind, and take care of the ones you love. This is your space to feel supported, inspired, and empowered. Let's get into it. Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of She Empowers the Podcast. Thank you for being here and sharing space and time with me again today. I'm fired up today, you guys. We are going to be talking about intuition, and I feel really inspired to talk to you today about this topic because intuition can sometimes be this ambiguous thing that I believe we all have the ability to tap into, but oftentimes we don't know how, we feel like we're bad at it. I hear people say things like, I don't have good intuition, I don't feel like I can trust my intuition. And it breaks my heart because intuition is something that lives within us. It is placed within us. It comes from within. It's these feelings that we get and these thoughts that we have that somehow are there placed before us, in front of us, and they can either feel really strong or not so strong, but they are there for a reason. So I'm really excited to talk about today's topic because I feel like tapping into your intuition is one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself, for your health, for your life, for your success, for how you're growing. So I'm going to dive right in because it's a big topic. From my own personal experience, my own personal life, you know, those of us who feel out of alignment with tapping into our intuition, it's because we've gotten out of practice with it. And it's not that we don't have intuition or that we don't have the ability to tap in. It's that we are out of practice. And a lot of the time, this is not taught to us as young children. So you grow into your adult life, you have all your preconditioning, all of your trauma, all of your ways of believing things, but intuition is oftentimes not taught. So let's define intuition. Intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. So I personally describe intuition as like this gut feeling or this hunch. It's like this process of simply knowing without explanation or logical reasoning how you're feeling, like feeling in the flow, if you will. And whether you identify with the camp of people who say they don't have an intuition or they don't feel connected to their intuition or you just believe yourself to be an highly intuitive person, I feel like we can all agree that we all have an initial gut feeling about something. 
Your intuition is designed to guide you to do something, to go somewhere, to take action on something, or whether you have a feeling or not to do something or not go somewhere, or even, you know, have any feelings about someone. So your intuition can have, you know, the good vibrational feels and the not so good vibrational feels. Both are equally super important for you to be able to tap into. I really started to listen more to my own voice within when I was in chiropractic school and I was weaning off my medication that I was taking for my epilepsy since I was two years old. And I talk about this journey on a previous podcast called My Story. It's episode number two, if you ever want to go back and listen to it. But this was the point where I really started to feel my intuition was guiding me and was guiding me loudly. I felt like I was intuitively tapping into myself and listening to my body telling me like this medication is no longer serving you. And so I knew my body was different. It was changing since I was changing my lifestyle habits and getting under chiropractic care, but I couldn't quite articulate the feeling. It was just so strong within me. Like I couldn't ignore it anymore. My, my whole being was telling me that this needed to change. And there have been so many times where my intuitional nudges, they haven't been as strong as that point. And I have chosen over and over again to opt into, you know, parts of myself that I might not fully understand the why behind. And I've also had points in my life where I've chose to opt into situations that I didn't want to truly be a part of. And this happens so frequently because we want to make people in our life happy. We want to fit in. We don't trust ourselves after doing this a handful of times. And and you really can start to recognize that your intuition is there for a reason. And if you take anything away from this podcast today, that's what I want you to take away. Like your intuition is there for a reason. It's there to guide you. It is there to help you discover more of who you are and find out what you are, you know, opting into, what you're not opting into, what you believe to be true, what you don't believe to be true. It's a super important part of ourselves. And so your intuition, it's not always going to be strong enough that you can't ignore it. Oftentimes, many of the intuitive feelings that we feel are small ones. And if we are not aware of ourselves, then we can fall into this trap of doing things because we feel like we should. You'll hear people say that. I say that in my own like, oh, I should do this. You know, even though we don't want to do something, we know we should because that might go against what others are doing or wanting to stay in our own comfort zones. I hope that makes sense. You can get out of practice with tapping into your own intuition through ignoring those small feelings, those small nudges, those small hunches over a long period of time. And each time you get a feeling that you don't act upon, you are pulling yourself further and further away from your own internal alignment and your intuition starts to become a whisper versus maybe a larger, more recognizable nudge. And over the last decade, I've really been on this journey of personal growth and professional development and listening to that voice within that is guiding me to my highest good. I've had to become aware of my own intuitive power in order to build that awareness with myself and integrate that into my own nervous system. And I've done a lot of work and now I run my business and I run my life based on my intuitive awareness, my intuitive feelings, my intuitive power. You know, starting even a business and this podcast, that had come with some level of awareness around 
why I am showing up in my life the way that I am, the feelings that I'm getting through my journey, and how I want to guide others to tap into themselves as well. I don't believe there is any end point to this work, you guys. It is ongoing. It is forever. You're always going to be having room for expansion and growth, and that is so good. So I talked a little bit about awareness. Awareness is the first step to changing anything in our lives. And if you want to become the type of person that is highly intuitive, then you need to practice this over and over and over again. And you have to commit to the practice because committing to showing up for that practice, you become more aware of yourself. And awareness is a very powerful thing when it comes to listening to your own intuition. I think awareness is actually like your superpower and the gateway to connecting with yourself. And connecting to yourself is how you start to hear yourself think and feel in any situation that arises in your whole life. I was talking to a mama in my practice last week and she was sharing a bit about her fertility journey and she's been on this journey for a long time trying to get pregnant. She's continuously having repeat miscarriages. She's proactively managing with a fertility clinic. And she was sharing how her fertility team is recommending her to stay on some of these medications despite her losses. And so she told me she's in tune with her body so much so that even with medical intervention, she knows she needs to come off the medication well before her blood work confirms the miscarriage is happening because she's so intuitively I guess, in tune with what is happening because it's happened so often, which is just extremely sad to say, but I'm proud of her because she's honoring herself and her body, even with recommendations from her doctor that are opposing that decision. And I'm sharing this because we often say no to ourselves and say yes to others because perhaps they are in a position of authority or they have an influence on our decisions. And it's sad that many people don't know how to advocate for their own needs, whether it be health-related or not, because we haven't been taught how to trust and listen to ourselves first. We often doubt ourselves. So I want to start by going through a few practical steps to getting back to becoming more aware of your intuition and practice strengthening it because this is how we build more intuitive, you know, consciousness within ourselves. So the first thing that I recommend doing to develop greater intuitive awareness is to quiet your mind. I feel like following your intuition requires a new way of listening. And I personally do this through meditation and prayer. And I find that focusing in on my own breath and setting aside time to focus on the inhale and the exhale and let the thoughts come and let them go has been such a catalyst in how I am able to find certainty in the feelings that I'm feeling. I also think meditation just has this way of bringing your body into a parasympathetic state where we're in that rest and digest state. And when you're in that state, your body's naturally calmer. Everything's moving a little bit more slowly. Everything's quieting down. Perhaps your mind is monkey mind and it's bouncing all over the place, but your physical body is in a position where you're not doing anything. You are sitting in silence. You are in meditation. You are in prayer, whatever that looks like for you. This is a perfect way to 
tap into that intuitive power. A lot of the times when I'm having meditation with myself, whether it's be a walking meditation or a guided meditation where I'm physically sitting and not moving, I find that thoughts or ideas come in that I wouldn't have had if my body was upright, my eyes are open, and I'm doing all of the things on any given day. So quiet your mind. And this takes practice. And a lot of the time we lose patience with this practice because I don't know about you, but meditation for me is hard to do. I choose to return to it because what it gives me. And it doesn't give me, you know, anything immediately. But over time and being consistent with taking the time to just sit in silence and have a guided meditation, there's there's a boatload on YouTube. If you If you are not a person who can meditate on their own, I'm not at that point in my life yet, but there's a boatload of guided meditations on YouTube. I recommend choosing a voice that you don't mind listening to. <laughs> The next thing you can do is look at your visceral response to your intuition. We've all heard about those gut feelings. That is your intuition talking to you. This is your gut instinct, your intuitive hunch that is living in the walls of your digestive tract. And so much medical literature calls this the enteric nervous system or the ENS. Your gut sends over 4 million more messages from the gut microbiome to the brain and then from the brain to the gut. And that is cited from, you know, the Journal of Medicinal Food. The gut brain, it really shows you how you can tap into your intuition, that gut instinct. A lot of the time, people who have intuitive feelings, they'll feel sensations in their stomach or in their intestines telling them about a situation so that they can better interpret their surroundings or even sense danger. And you've likely felt this at some point in your own life. Maybe you've had a nervous stomach before a big event or someone you met gave you a bad gut feeling and made you feel uncomfortable. So much research has shown that when you listen to your gut instinct, you're able to make better decisions. And I think it's because we're tapping into that prefrontal cortex. I've talked about the prefrontal cortex before. That brain-gut connection is so, so powerful. We're designed that way. So those sensations that we get when we have a good feeling or a bad feeling, that's actually our physiology designed to help us make better decisions based on our environment. So maybe you've also heard the term listening to your heart. And just like our gut, our heart sends emotional signals to our brain so that we can also process how we feel. And these sensations are actually an innate function of a healthy human autonomic nervous system. It's the body's way of communicating through you. So pay attention to these little physiological responses, investigate them, tap into them, use them as a source of information, clues to what your intuition might be telling you. So when you are tapping into that intuition, listen to your gut, follow your heart and use your head. All three are absolutely critical in any decision making process. Another thing that I think is worth doing to tap more into your intuition is to start small practice listening and gather data on what happened. So if you are new to getting to know your intuition and your intuitive power, then start with the small practices and learn by doing the things and trialing things. So I know this seems like a small thing, but if you have an intuition to go for a walk or meet a friend at a coffee shop, go do that. You know, if you have an intuition to 
purge your closet or start a new habit, do that. Those are part of how we are cultivating our lives and how our lives are evolving and changing. And starting with small things, you start to build up a little bit more trust with yourself. You start to build up a little bit more momentum with how this feels. And this is part of awareness and getting comfortable with taking action when your intuition is speaking to you. So if you feel disconnected to yourself and you want to get more familiar with that intuitive side, then just start to listen to that place first. If you've been wanting to do something, let's say you want to join a pottery class or try out a new kind of workout, then just start by just listening to that nudge. I know this is small stuff and it seems basic, but when you start to tap into the little things a little bit more, you get better acquainted with yourself and you learn to trust yourself more. I'll give you a real life example. When I started to think about opening up my own business, I was a brand new mama. I had no idea where I would start or even if it was a good idea, but something intuitively kept coming up in me. And I started to write all of this down on pages in my journal. And it just seemed like a good place to start because I was in the middle of motherhood and breastfeeding and trying to figure out sleep cycles and also in sleep deprivation. So I started just listening to that intuition from a place that wasn't even necessarily for the purpose of manifesting that business. It was like, well, this is where I'm at right now. And I'm just going to use this journal to dream a little bit. So I wrote pages and pages of this dream. And I realized I had actually thought about this more than I originally thought. And journaling my thoughts actually helped me form my business name. And then as I developed more clarity on the big vision, it started to take shape. And I had an intuition to keep going into bigger things like finding a commercial space and hiring a contractor and making a business plan and doing all of the things that you need to do for a business to get set up and start. And this little intuitive nudge to have my own practice started, but instead of giving myself all of the reasons why it wouldn't be a good idea or why it wouldn't be a good time as I'm a new mom or why it wouldn't work, I just let myself tap into that intuition over and over and over again. And I built trust with myself in that process and I learned more about who I am and the universe is energetics, right? So I was doing this act of journaling that then became the act of sourcing out the resources, the people, the places that needed to make that happen. And then the dream starts to manifest into physical form. And I really just think that your intuition is such a powerful part of what you manifest in this life. Because if you are honoring yourself, if you are in alignment with your highest good and what you're called to do, you're going to see good come through that intuitive nudge. I was listening to a podcast the other day by Ed Milet. I love his stuff. And he's a Christian man. And he said that praying is you talking to God, but your intuition is God talking to you. And I I truly believe that. I think your inner being, the part of you that is also a part of source energy or God or whatever you want to call it, is always trying to guide you back to where, you know, what you're called to do, what you're called, who you're called to be, what you want to bring forth. So I encourage you to start with these small nudges because you never know where they will lead you. And a part of developing intuition and practice tapping into the knowing is that even if you have no evidence to validate why you feel something or why you are being called to do something or not do something, these hunches are your inner being talking to you and guiding you. 
Another way to become more aware of ourselves is to learn to differentiate fear versus intuition. So just because you may feel uncomfortable or unpleasant in your gut or in your chest, it doesn't mean you should avoid it. And this is this is different than fear. So when when you're, let's say, I don't know if you're a speaker, let's say you're a speaker and you're going out on stage in front of thousands of people to give a speech, you might get sensations in your gut and in your heart that are like anxious, a bit overwhelmed, nervous, but that doesn't mean you should avoid it because your intuition has brought you to that point. So there's good intuition or like I would say good energy intuition of like, this is a little bit jittery versus fear. Fear can look like intuition when we are making a change or we are in a new scenario for the first time, because fear comes up when we are challenging our self-limiting beliefs and our vulnerabilities. So if you're in a new situation, you're going to feel a little bit vulnerable. You're going to feel a little bit of doubt coming in. That is fear creeping in to your intuitive power. Your intuitive power trumps your fear because your intuitive power is coming from within. Fear is that part of your brain that's telling you to avoid pain, seek pleasure, conserve energy. So your brain is always going to want to do those things. And sometimes your intuition is there, obviously, for a reason. But letting go of some of those fears or self-limiting beliefs or vulnerabilities is a really big thing. We can also be often influenced by our media and we consume the opinions and expectations of those around us. And that can often put doubt in our own intuition. And we can even make decisions out of fear or peer pressure. And I think this was a huge part of, you know, even just the last three years, there was a lot of fear for people. A lot of people were scared of so many things that were being put in front of them from the media. So when we're talking about intuition as a chiropractor, one thing I encourage all of my people to do to live a healthy lifestyle is to practice something called intuitive wellness. And intuitive wellness differs from fear because it is the ability to be conscious of what you could do on a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual level to take better care of yourself. And having this awareness and this willingness to change what no longer serves you leads you to a more fulfilled life. So I'm going to share a recent example in my own life. My kids both recently have gotten sick with colds. And around the third day, they started to complain of ear pain. And So this is my philosophy. I try to avoid antibiotics at all costs because I know that it changes hormones, it wreaks havoc on the gut, and it depletes the immune system. So I'm like, okay, well, my my kids are starting to complain of ear pain. I don't feel good to go to the doctor because I know that they're toolkit is going to be antibiotics. So I'm like, all right, I got to find something else to potentially help reduce the infection if the infection's spreading. They had a little fever and they just weren't feeling themselves. So I called up my other friend who's a homeopathic doctor and I was like, listen, here's the symptoms. What should I do? I want to avoid antibiotics. I don't want to let it go too long because that can also be dangerous. So what should, I, what should I do? So she gives me some remedies. She gives me some options in terms of different homeopathic remedies that I can give them over the course of a few days you know, contact her back if it doesn't work. Both of them cleared up within 24 to 48 hours and they both didn't have to touch antibiotics. Now, this is not me saying to do what I do, but I do think that my my knowledge as a chiropractor and then applying it to my motherhood journey, I'm trying to help their bodies grow in the best, most untouched state 
as possible. And so tapping into that intuition instead of me like being super scared that it's going to like, whoa, develop into something worse. I'm like, okay, well, let's watch and wait. Let's see what other remedies we can utilize and see if that is helpful. So maybe you have an intuitive hunch that you need to change some things in your life in order to gain a different way of taking care of yourself. This work isn't meant to be easy. In fact, following your intuition often feels a bit uncomfortable, but the more and more you tap into yourself and trust those feelings and act upon them, then you start building trust with yourself. And this is one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself. On the flip side of that, if you're new to intuition, you may find that you may make mistakes along the way or be in the wrong in the process of tapping in. If you find yourself invited to an event or a party and you initially feel like you don't want to go for whatever reason, but you have outside pressure and people who are encouraging you to go, so you decide to attend. And then you get there and you realize, you know, maybe through conversations or just the event itself that you don't want to be there and you're regretting going. And then you take mental note of that, that your feeling to not go was there for a reason. So you're not always going to get it right, but the more and more you tap into yourself, the more clearly you can articulate how you feel and then act upon those feelings. If you've had a hard time articulating your intuition in your mind, then try to take a moment to write it down on paper. I've talked about journaling a little bit on the podcast in previous episodes, but I find that putting your thoughts on paper, nine out of 10 times, they have a way of making their self into your physical reality, or you are healing yourself as a way to put the energy into something else versus keeping it in your mind. So there's so many benefits to putting things on paper, but I find when you can physically see your thoughts on paper and reread them, you get a deeper sense of how your body is communicating with you, what your intuitive nudges are telling you, and how you want to tap into yourself more. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you think about intuition. Leave a five-star review of the show. Send me a DM. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Please share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. And I hope you have an amazing week and we'll catch you next week on the podcast. so much for tuning in and listening the whole way through on she empowers the podcast make sure to subscribe anywhere you are listening to podcasts and if you happen to have itunes would you do me a favor and leave a five-star review of the show so more women can learn about what we are doing over here you can also copy this link and share it on your social media and tag me at sheempowers.co. that is the way we get these beautiful messages out to more and more souls around the world thank you so much for being a part of the she empowers community until next time go lead with love and joy.